Garnett, keeping out of sight as much as possible, and after cautioning the homesteader to remain inside his house, had circled wide, and after making certain the barn had no other exit, dismounted and silently made his way to its entrance. Now tense, but cool as winter's wind, Frank Garnett prepared himself to bring the grim hunt to an end. Webster, he called, I've got you trapped in there. Give it up. There was a brief silence before the outlaw replied, Go to hell, whoever you are. Name's Garnett. Been tracking you since. I seen you dogging my tracks. You a damned lawman? No, I... A lousy bounty hunter. That's it, ain't it? Webster said in disgust. I might have figured. I'm giving you a chance, Garnett said coolly. Can come with me sitting in your saddle? Her slung across it. Choice is up to you, he added. And ducking low, darted through the doorway into the first stall, occupied at that moment by an aging gray horse. The outlaw had failed to note Garnett's change of location. What's up to me is that I ain't letting you take me one way or the other, and I ain't cashing my chips either. Frank listened carefully and pinpointed the outlaw's voice as coming from the rear left corner of the barn. He couldn't see just what was there. Probably sacks of feed stored for future use, or possibly bits of lumber brought in out of the weather. Or it could simply be an empty stall. The advantages and disadvantages were about even, Garnett realized. Webster faced the glare of daylight outside the barn's entrance, while he had to contend with the darkness of the building's interior. Time's about up, Lige, he said, hoping against heavy odds that the man who had mercilessly ended the lives of four persons after torturing the women would throw down his gun and surrender. I'm not aiming to do any jawing or bargaining. Then you best figure on coming in after me, Webster shot back, cause I ain't feeling kindly about doing you no favor. Garnett shrugged in the half-dark of the stall and leaned against the gray. Men like Lige Webster never made it easy, and he reckoned that was to be expected. The outlaw faced the gallows for the murder of the farmer and his family, and likely, if the truth could be determined, there were additional instances where murders of a similar nature had been committed. Garnett glanced about. He needed something with which he could attract the killer's attention and thus his fire. It would be foolish as well as suicidal to step out into the open and give Lige the first shot. A short length of wood lying in the litter near the manger caught Frank's attention. Apparently it had been used to prop open the feed box in the wooden trough. Retrieving it, Garnett removed the fringed deerskin jacket he was wearing, and inserting the stick through one sleeve, allowed the garment to hang loosely from it. Drawing the bone-handled forty-five holstered at his side, he then moved to the end of the stall. I'm done talking, Webster. Throw down your gun and come out. Hands over your head. Ain't a chance, the outlaw replied. It's me that's holding all the high cards. Maybe. Anyway, it's up to you, Garnett said, and thrust the jacket out into the runway. Immediately, the blast of two quick shots shattered the stillness inside the barn. Garnett, reacting instantly, dropped the jacket and fired straight into the bright orange blossom of the outlaw's weapon.
Webster yelled as Frank jerked back behind the protective wall of the stall and triggered his pistol for a third time. Garnett heard the lead slug thud dully into the thick timbers of the separation, but knew the outlaw had already been hit and was probably down. But he was far too wise to take that for granted. Once before, in a year long past, he had assumed his man was down after a similar encounter, and had almost paid with his life for the mistake. I'm hit! Lige Webster's voice, coming from beyond the drift and smoke, was low and filled with pain. Frank took up the jacket, still hanging from the length of wood, and moved to the front end of the stall again. Webster was probably mortally wounded. Again, extending the jacket into the runway area of the barn, but this time pulling himself erect, Frank peered over the top of the stall. In that instant,